Hola primos and primas It's your primo Luis Velasquez That is your other primo Christopher Costello And we are the Puro Pinche Primos Welcome to a special edition of the Puro Pinche Primos All Spurs Talk We are getting ready and getting you ready for the Spurs playing game What's going on Chris? Hey, what's up, man? I'm I'm so excited about these playing games. I, I'm so ready for Wednesday. So ready for so Wednesday. Ready. I love it. I yeah. love it. I don't know who came up with this playing thing, but I appreciate them. Thank you very much for making this horrible season of the Spurs mean something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I would have like I actually have like really positive energy about Wednesday and like seeing like playing a game as the 10th seed that I think if there wasn't a play in, right, and we would have been in the eight and we would have just been like, oh, we finished 10th this year. I would be like, oh, this, we're terrible. We're going to be like terrible for years to come. This is horrible. See, this is what happens. And now I have like this, this hope. Like I have this belief in these guys. They've been playing so well as the season come to an end. Yeah, that's crazy. This offense is nuts, bro. And the fact that we're in Tennessee with an offense like this, like I watched this team play, and it is crazy how fast. Like, I've never seen a Spurs team like this. We're so fast and so yep. young and just, like, going up and down the court. People can't hang with us. I think we're seventh in the league in offense right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so crazy to watch so many different guys and sometimes every single guy on the floor be able to attack the basket and dunk on somebody like legitimately dunk on somebody not something yes. where you got like the board and got up there before right like sometimes uh Pertle will have that sometimes tim had that in the past but like to have five athletic long-armed guys just like go up and like humiliate you i love it i love yeah, it i'm I like waiting for my team one day it'll be it'll be keldon then it'll be lonnie DeJounte. I mean, it's so many different players can play above the rim. This ain't your Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, San Antonio Spurs, right? This ain't the this ain't the the so-called boring San Antonio Spurs. This team is high flying like we have never seen before. So, yeah, I think you know, when I realized how many guys we had was I think last year at one point seeing Vassell dunk on somebody yeah. and me being like, oh. This guy is not who I thought he was. Like, he's not, like, just a wing defender, like, vanilla, do everything right. This dude's got some fire in him. And I think it's the first time since Tim Duncan, right? So this is, we're talking about, like, 20-plus years that when there's, like, a play that, like, leads to a timeout, PBC guys screaming, yelling, chest bumping, like, and nobody's checking them. Right, they're allowed to do that, and this young guys that like pound their chest. I, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, I didn't think Pop had this in him, honestly. Like, I didn't think. I thought he was just too old school and too kind of vanilla to let this happen. Yeah, I remember I, you saying that before the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I just like he's, he's too old. Like, he can't have a team like this, right? Not, not a fast team above the room team. He's. You know, he's Mr. I don't believe in the three-pointer, right? Like, he's... Nope. But he, he has turned he's turned his ways around. I'm excited. So, I think, you know, Popovich, I, I remember in the in the summer, you complaining and saying, 
he doesn't understand players of today. He can't coach young guys. He just doesn't get them. And then we, we, we've had that argument about me being upset at DeRozan for not playing the way DeRozan has played this year. And, and you brought up, which I think is a legitimate question of whether or not it's just Popovich, you know, being the one that like didn't utilize him in the right way. Like maybe didn't let him go as much or didn't play him as many minutes. But it's looking like Popovich probably would have been open. I mean, I think about what if DeRozan was still on this team? Oh, and, man. And yet, maybe he's the reason these guys have not like spread their wings in the most cheesiest way possible to talk about these guys. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about DeRozan. Like you said, like I, I was on, on the camp, like this is what DeRozan should have been. And we were, and Pop was the one holding him back. But then I see like DeJounte, like just having a crazy year, a year that I didn't expect going into it. I didn't think so either. I, I didn't think he'd pull off these types of numbers. Yeah. I thought, and I think you did, I thought Keldon was going to be the leader of this team and, and take it to the next level. I thought it was Keldon. DeJounte being an all star. Like he is on the brink. I think next year he he he's superstar potential. Right. I agree. I think that you know at that point in the year, Dejounte's All Star selection, even if it was in kind of like a fill in capacity, feels very very much like where we're at right now with the play in and the Spurs being tenth, but still being in the mix as the season's coming to a close and we have like a postseason. At that time that DeJounte got that all-star selection, we needed that. We needed something to be up there for the Spurs to say, okay, no, there's hope. There's good things happening. And if he didn't have that all-star selection, I don't know that I would have watched that all-star game. And I'll I'll say this. For the minutes that he got, he made it clear that there's a spur that has really athletic ability and that you should pay attention to who he is. And I really like the way that even commentators, I feel like this is the first spur ever, maybe, or at least in our time, that really got people saying their name more than once in an all-star game and in that capacity. But it's, you've talked about this, right? So I, I don't know what your take on that was, but the way in which other guys speak of DeJounte Murray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one I saw was uh, CP3. CP, they interviewed CP3 after one of the games, and he was like, DeJounte is that dude. Booker was like, he is, he's an all-star. He is that dude. Uh, just other players. And I was just like, man, what? There is a lot of players. LeBron. LeBron is a big fan of DeJounte Murray. Yeah, LeBron's his mentor. Yeah. LeBron's a big or fan. Or a mentor. And it's just crazy. Like you said, in that all-star game, man, he played above the rim. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize he had that in his arsenal until the All-Star game. And I was like, oh, okay, he can do this too. He just don't need to do yeah. it with us, right? Because he's facilitating and scoring in so many different ways. But the way that he performed in that All-Star game above the rim, I mean, it got me so excited. Yeah. It looked like an NBA Jam version of him. Him and, him and LaMelo Ball looked like they were vibing. They were just like, oh, we're going to set each other up for these things. Yeah, for real. It was crazy. But uh, let's go ahead. Let's get let's let's talk this playing game. All right, we got a playing game coming up on Wednesday against the New Orleans Pelicans. This year, I mean, we've we pretty much had New Orleans number uh, three games to one. We split the last two though. 
Uh, but I mean, yeah. going into this game, you know, I don't know if Brandon In- Ingram is going to play for the Pelicans. Exactly. exactly. Um, of course, they don't have Zion. Um, I think. But, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say uh, uh, the guy that really obviously we got to look out for, and, and it's going to be the star of that show, especially if Ingram is out, or even if Ingram's in, he's probably going to be the lead just because Ingram is not going to be at full strength is one of my all-time favorite guys in the league and also somebody that I thought would have been a perfect sperm would probably could have used at the two. But CJ McCullough, you know, shout out to CJ McCullough. That brother's always on like podcasts and always doing amazing things. But he went for 32 the last time that we played and really scared me. I thought he might have gone for like 40 because he was he was cooking. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good uh, veteran leadership. Something that you know, I wish the Spurs had. You know, we we need. I think that would have brought us up over the top as far as being a top eight seed if we had a seed. Yeah, he's that type of guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a, also what I am looking forward to is uh, one of our shout outs of the year. Yeah, that's right, Jose Alvarado. Is going yep. to be playing in this game, so I look forward to seeing him, and hopefully he doesn't do anything. But I do look for. I, yeah, when, when he played strong against us last time. Yeah, he does. He's got that one sneaky play where he he hides in the corner. Yeah, got, yeah. We gotta watch it. Hopefully, Pop has a watching film and know that that's coming. Also, Jackson Hayes, hook him horns. Yeah. Uh, he should be. You know, him and Perto are gonna battle. Yeah. So it should be it should be a good game. I mean, one game for it all. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like these next two games would be like it's like a game seven already, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so excited for Wednesday. I, I had a friend ask me something about Wednesday. I was like, nope, nope. They were like, well, well wait, what's going on? I was like, Spurs are playing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. My bad. Don't Chris. mess my with bad. me. I've already warned yeah. my wife and kids. Don't met like Wednesday. <laughs> there, there's Over not four children. There's not gonna be no four Muppet babies no on. It's not gonna be no Muppet babies, right? We're not watching seeing one or two or none of that. It is Spurs on the big screen. This is why Dad has put TVs in your room, okay? For moments like this, there will be no fun on Wednesday <laughs> for any children. That's especially right. if they lose. <laughs> that's right. And don't mess with me if we're losing. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't mess with me if we're losing. But no, what do you, I just want to talk? What do you think uh, the keys to victory are? So, um, like I said, we're We've got them beat three to one this season. Um, yep. Brandon Inger may be out. I don't know how Murray's going to be feeling. He's been sick, non-COVID sure, related sure. illness. Uh, he's he said he's lost like eight to ten pounds. Uh, so he, he it was good to see All him right. back on the on the on the sidelines this last game. He was in street clothes, but he was actually there with the guy. They say he they're just trying to get him back into into shape. Like he's no longer sick, but they're just trying to get him back into running shape. So. Hopefully he'll be back fully healthy because we're gonna need him. Yeah, and you know, if uh, thinking thinking about that play in, if the Spurs win, right, they get one get one night of rest. So it's I think we have to be very careful with Dejounte, obviously, and, and not push him to the point of exhaustion or like wearing him out in some way based off of whatever this illness is. I think the keys to victory are, are just sticking to the things that they do well, that they seem to do well even with someone like Trey Jones, who I absolutely love in a spur uniform, want to keep for a very long time. He just, he brings such a clear energy 
whenever he's on the floor. But the, the thing that I'm speaking to as far as that and, and what DeJounte bring and obviously what a point guard needs to bring is keeping those assists up per game, right? They have to pass the ball. They got to move the ball. And I think they got to get out and run because they know that those assists and everybody touching the ball is the type of energy that wins us game. When we don't do that, we don't win games. So I think for the Spurs offensively, um, that would be my my biggest key to victory with regards to the Spurs. And defensively, I, I would say just, I would try to stick Vassell on CJ McCullough every chance that we can get. Just keep long arms in front of him and try to just make things difficult because I think if he can't score at will, then it, it gives us an opportunity to get long rebounds and get out on the run. Yeah, I mean... Run, run, run to me. Like, we just need to run, run, run. And if DeJounte is not going to be able to do that, then who's going to step up? Right? If DeJounte yep. can't be 100%, who's going to step up? Keldon, are you stepping up? Facel, are you stepping Who's going to step up and then play Pirtle? Like, we need, we need to run. That is our game to go up and down the court, tire this team out. As far as defensive-wise, I think one that we need to worry about is uh, what are we going to do with Valanchunas? Right? It's Pirtle. Pirtle yeah. needs, needs to, you know. He exposes them pretty badly. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's so uneven. It's it, it feels I feel bad for Pirtle when I see him against Valanchunas. It's just like, damn, like, you have no clue what to do against this guy. And I'll say this. You, you brought up, you know, DeJounte can't do it. It seems to me that if they can't run the guy that's been getting a lot of like individual touches pretty consistently is Lonnie Walker off the bench. Lonnie has been getting these, these setups, these like pick and rolls where they're saying, if you see the lane cut through there and we both know this, we, all we want to do is see this dude dunk. Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Skywalker is, is the nickname they've granted him. And this guy is just, Head at the rim, yamming it on people. Yeah, I love it. I love yes. it. Walker, like I just wish he just do it more often. Right? <laughs> like he should be the high, a high flying star in the whole NBA, not just the sport. Mm-hmm. Right, like everybody should know Lonnie Walker in the NBA as far as dunking and being above the rim. He just doesn't do it too often, and I, for some reason, also like. He always he always fakes us out like he's about to jam it and then he like pulls up and does a finger roll at the end and I'm like oh what are yeah. you doing just slam it man just slam it <laughs> yeah I think we, we were always like skeptical because of the way they tape up his hand is whether it's his hand or his wrist or something like that which which I can understand if you know if you're in pain don't dunk it but we we know this right I feel like our, our grito from the week last week like Ginobili was one of those guys that knew. When the building was about to explode, and would give you something that let right. you like go off in the building, and so Lonnie's got to learn that and figure out when them those moments are, so he can make it happen for everybody. You know who I think is going to be sneaky important, and who? It, it took me a while to come around on this guy. Mm-hmm. You were trying to put me on this guy for a while. It took me a while, but Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. We got him from the Boston Celtics. I was like, "Who is this dude?" And you're like, "No, he's good." And I was like, "You're crazy." We went back and forth. Yeah, yeah. it took me a while, but this guy has been important to us down the stretch here. He is. He's. I think he took that CJ McCollum role that we were just talking yep. about, right? Being yep. the, the vet, a leader, 
showing it on the court, off the court. You see him on the sidelines talking to the dudes. He's going to be sneaky important to this game. And if we move on to the other round, the other playing game, uh, he, he's definitely going to be important for us. Absolutely. I, I think he's one of those guys that's an X factor. And, and that's something that, you know, when I was telling you about him was the thing about it, is that I would see him in these games and there'd be like important games or big moments in games and he'd show up. And it wasn't that he was taking over the game, but in those spots where your star couldn't get a basket or was going to get like extra attention, this guy was either like cutting to the rim or, or making an extra shot. And we need that from every single guy, right? That's, I think, the reason that we win. Um, one thing that I read really quick earlier today about that, which I was, made me like Richardson even more, was that they were saying that he was becoming this very important veteran presence um, and mentor to Josh Primo. Yeah. Which anybody who is going to like add to just the development of Josh Primo, please do. Because this guy looks super aggressive, too. Like, he, he's been dunking on some people recently, and it was like, whoa, kid, like... This is, this is the little boy on the team, and he's not scared to yam it on people, which I was like, yo, is this our identity? Are we going to be, like, the slamming spurs? Like, please, please, dude. They waited so long. We've been watching so many bank shots for 20 years. I want <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember, going back to our, our, our spurs, spurs history, do you remember when we got Richard Jefferson and we got this excited? We're like, finally, somebody that dunks getting on our team and then he was a wash for us but i remember being that excited like oh right, we finally got somebody that plays above the rim and then he didn't and it was yeah no he did not he became all of a sudden like a jump shooter milwaukee ruined him and made him think that he was like an all-time shooter baller type and it was like oh dude but anyway yeah go ahead i was gonna say it last thing about richard jefferson i just remember him getting the final shot in game one of a round and getting it wide open and him missing like straight away three to win the game mm-hmm, yeah. and then being like yeah just ship this guy out already yeah. just get him get him out of here I never, the one thing you could have done all year to just redeem yourself and now even blew that i never anyway, felt sorry. like anybody on the team liked him either like <laughs> he just <laughs> i was just telling somebody recently I, i'm i'm more than sure you've seen it but it was like a clip from like the year after he left us and and was in golden state and he's like like at a at the scorer's table trying to check Corey Joseph in his rookie year, like trying to play him. Ginobili's trying to separate him. Duncan comes back and just like flings him out the way <laughs> and then gives him like the death stare. He's like, yeah, yes. this is the most mafia <laughs> shit I've ever seen this fucking do. Anyway, 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 back 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 to the Curtis Spurs. Josh Primo being the yeah. youngest dude in the NBA. Not the youngest dude on the Spurs, the youngest dude in the NBA. And for him to begin the I didn't think he was going to get them as playing time this year, honestly. Yeah, I, didn't I think he was going to come back and forth with the G League and us. And, you know, I, but he's been balling. He's been yeah, balling. No, he, he's already way better than what I thought he would be as a rookie. Yeah. So his development over time is, I think he's going to be a true, true dude. Like he's going to be a very much, even if he's not a superstar, he's going to be a solid spur. Like he's going to be a reliable guy. And, um, I'm just excited that we have guys to lean on like that um, as we go into that. But I'm, I'm already looking ahead, right? I'm expecting to beat these Pelicans. We have to beat the Pelicans. We beat them three to one. Ingram looks like he's not going to be out. And then that leaves us with two possible teams to play after, right? Which are in the other play in, in the seven and eight, the Los Angeles Clippers at eight. Um, 
having to go into Minnesota to play the Timberwolves. Now, I'm going to just knock this out of the way right now. I do not want to see the Timberwolves. We're 0-3 <laughs> against them, and the last two times we played, straight embarrassed. Like, it, is, it doesn't look good against the Timberwolves. And I'll say this about them. They do have a lineup that, at some point, if they figured it out, could be really, really, really scary. Yeah, I just think cool. about Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards alone, just those two. Yeah. But they also got those other pieces, and it's like, man, you should be better than this. Yeah, they're missing something. I can't figure out what it is exactly, but they're just missing something, and I'm worried that they're going to figure that out, like, this offseason. Yeah, I think um, you need a certain sense that I feel like they don't have, and I'm sure a lot of other people would agree, and this is not to hate on any other team whatever, but there's, like, a certain, like heart that they need yeah like they need that thing that they just like i feel like this is the the place where um where it has to be more than one guy Mm -hmm. right but their point guards i feel like are so far apart from each other right right that the personalities don't lead in the same way and if your point guards are very different from each other I don't know that you can actually like have a cohesive team, but that's me. That's me and my team. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I saw earlier this week that the Minnesota Timberwolves were going to be probably aggressive in going after uh, Russell Westbrook. Wow. Yeah, and I'm just, I don't know. Like, I think that's what they need. They need his heart. And what he can bring as a leader, yeah. I don't know if they need his game. You know what I mean? They, yeah, I that's just I like know. I don't. They they need his leadership and they need his heart and they need him to be the kind of like the general and the coach on, on the court. But can you do that without having the ball? Like I, that'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. They, I mean, at least they're trying. If they do that, I'll give them a for for effort for not settling. I don't know if that's gonna be the right move, though. I mean, also, I don't imagine that if you're gonna do that, you're also gonna keep Patrick Beverly, right? Like they they can't keep Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook on the same team. I think that Beverly can take on any. He's one of those guys that's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like mess with you, but once we're on, we're on the same team, we're all good. I don't think Westbrook can do that. I think Westbrook really hates this dude and is yeah. like, no way. I'm never playing with this That's guy. Okay. Beverly, we need you in the Spurs. Yeah. We need yeah. that yeah. type of dude on the Spurs. Yeah. So if you want to be yeah. in Spurs next year. But uh, like you were saying, like, I don't want any part of Minnesota either. Yeah. I, I unfortunately, I, I, I just think this is where the Spurs season will end. I don't really want to see either one of these teams. I would rather see the Clippers over Minnesota, but I don't, I don't, I don't like our chances against uh, the Clippers and Paul George, who's who's coming back. I'll say this as a as a Texas Mexican, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's you. To be able to eliminate both LA teams in one season oh, within the same week, not 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 as a just a Spurs fan. Right. But as a Texas Mexican right. to eliminate mm-hmm. all those LA fans, yes, I agree. I agree. To me personally, it'd be uh, 
to eliminate a team that Kawhi Leonard is on. Even though he hadn't played all year and he's not going to play. Yeah. It's not as satisfying since he's not playing. Right. Right. It's not. But, but, but he's get, attached to that team and I would just like to get rid of that. But like I said, yeah, I we want to ruin everything related to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, absolutely. Get him out of here. Much fault. Even though, <laughs> so, even, even so though this Kawhi were... Leonard that they're getting in the Clippers is exactly oh, yeah. the Kawhi Leonard I thought they were going to get. Yeah, I had hoped that he would do nothing for them. Um, I, I'm really, I'm not excited that he's hurt, but I'm excited that the fact that he left and has not really helped the team. Right. It's like that's karma. That's karma for you. Well, he did have that one year with the Raptors and just kind of made me really, really upset. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's never nice to see that guy win a ring. That's never what you want. Here's here's what I want to say. I'm not sure. I believe that he's hurt with the Clippers. I mean, I just, you know what? I'm, only because this should be a joyous experience. I don't want to talk about Kawhi. Man. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. I was, I was about to go down this rabbit hole of hating on him and talking so much. Yeah, shit. I, I also I don't really like Paul George anymore either. I was a huge Paul George fan when he was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. When he shifted to Oklahoma City, I kind of started like being like, wait, I feel like this guy is not who I thought he was. And now as a Clipper, like he, he's just not that dude. He's not the guy. Like he's not a number one. He's not like a 1A, right? right? Like a 1B, 1C maybe. But either way, I think eliminating those guys, you know, that, that would be a very, very great gift to end the season on, even if we, we don't get very far in the first round. Right. I'm with that. So, but ultimately, go Clippers against Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, let, let's just move on a little bit more. Um, as we wrap up this this uh, Spurs show up, uh, we talk play-in. Right, let let's go into the roster for next year. Right, uh, I mean, absolutely, Dejounte Murray is going to be a spur. He needs to stay a spur. You got uh, Lonnie Walker is going to be a spur. Keldon Johnson. Who are some guys that you think are on the bubble that may not be a spur uh, that you like yeah, to see move on I, or not? I feel like. The gaping hole on the squad is at the two spot, right? The shooting guard, the, the, the guy that is going to go get you a basket, which this year has been, you know, DeJounte, which I, I do want to, I would do want to shout this out. He's your boy, but I got to shout this out because these numbers are far beyond what I expected for this, for this year from him. But 21.2 points per game, 9.3 assists per game, 8.4 rebounds per game, and 2 steals per game. I, I finally Pay agree. Say it. Yes. Pay Say it the man. One more time. Pay the man. Max him out. Yes. Yo, he you you kept texting that to me all season oh. long, and I was like, and I, each time I get closer and closer. But then all star, I was like, all right, all right, all right, I get it. And then, but since then, in this closing out of the season, jeez. Yeah. But, but he is the real deal. I, I did deal. not. Um, so back to your original question, yeah. the two spot, the place where I'm most concerned with. I, I can't see us in good faith thinking that we're taking a step up going into next year, keeping Dirt Doug McDermott there 
Get out of here. Whether that's the two or the three, particularly at $13.7 million a year, which I know that that's not the same anymore in the NBA. I know that's not like, I feel like 20 now is like average, like a, like a BC player is like 20 million a year. Doug McDermott is not enough to be getting that money when we should be giving some, giving it to like a max guy to come in there and like really raise the level of the Spurs. So for me, Doug McDermott is out. Like we, we, not that he didn't play great. I thought he's a great guy for the bench. I thought he did everything we asked him to. He was a great spur. Yeah, he but shot. I mean, he shot forty six percent from three point. That's kind of what he was in to come here to do, right? That's kind of what he came to the Spurs to do was shoot three because we were horrible at three pointers last year. Mm-hmm. Just absolute horrible. So I just always felt that he and we talked this earlier. Like we we need to run, right? We need to run. And whenever mm-hmm. he was on the court, he kind of just slowed us down. And he kind of didn't, yeah. didn't mess well with with us because we were just we we're just trying to run, and he just slowed everything down for us. Yeah, yeah. I will say though this: in his back doors and like these certain moments, he was far more athletic than I thought he was. So I give him that. I didn't think he was even this athletic, but he, you know, he did slow us down, but he also made some athletic plays that I thought were impressive. All right, what about Zach Collins? I am, I'm still on the fence long-term with Zach Collins, but I will say that in the paint, he's a lot more aggressive than I thought. He gets some really tough boards and he's only $7 million a year. So I keep him. Yeah. Because he also seems like he's really good bench guy. Like he's just like really good energy. Which is what the Spurs always do, right? They pick yeah, they, they absolutely loved him in, in Portland as, as, yeah. as being an energy guy, being the, you know, he was really loved uh, on the bench and in the locker room on that team. Um, he's been out for like a year and a half, right, mm-hmm. with his injury. And That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's been out for a long, long time. And for him to come back, I mean, he's averaging, what, like eight points a game. Um, I think he's just warming up, and I think a full season under him. And the fact, again, we want to run, we want to run. He can be mm-hmm. that 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 center, that power forward that can run with us and play above the rim. So I definitely, I definitely like to see him as a spur next year. Yeah, yeah, he's he's far more scrappy than I thought. I thought he was like a let me stay above the free throw line and chuck these threes because mm-hmm. he does hit threes. Yeah, but. But he gets down and dirty in a way that I did not expect. And I, I'm actually, I'm impressed by it. I, I, I would want to keep him. I think, so, we talked about him already at the beginning. Kind of like, well, we didn't know at the, at the start. But Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll say this, he's at 11.6 million. Okay. Right? Is this enough? Do we continue to pay that? And is this guy enough to have on either our bench or to start in a way that is effective for what we're doing going into next year. So I think that it'll depend what our plan is this offseason. The free agent list is not that great. Right. And if we don't pick up another leadership type of guy, another mm-hmm. veteran who can who who can help coach these guys on the court. Yep. And uh, and be productive at the same time, right? We don't need a, a Udonis Haslam like they have in Miami where he's just riding the end of the bench and trying to coach. Yep. Right, we don't need that. We need a guy who can be a coach on the court and in the locker room 
if we don't pick up any, anybody else like that, I, I don't see, like, Josh Richardson, I, I'm okay with him still being on the team and helping us in that way. Yeah. So, now to get into, like, really touchy areas mm-hmm. because of what we were talking about before. We have to make a decision who did not get extended during this year, which usually would be the time uh-huh. to give an extension to this guy because this is his last year on his deal. Who's only making four and a half million per year right now, right? Which is going to want more and, and a pretty decent amount more. We don't know how much more, but he is the fourth leading scorer on the team and in double digits at 12.1 points per game. Do we keep the potential skywalking abilities of Lonnie Walker? I I hope so. I would I would really hope unless he's trying to get crazy money, right? Because he has he doesn't deserve crazy money yet. Uh, maybe like a one year or two year deal if he's willing to do that. I would hope that Lonnie Walker would be our sixth man off the off the bench, right? I, yeah. I hope that he would. He would be that dude. Maybe he needs one more year of just, I don't know. Like you said, he's got 12 points a game. He, six rebounds. Like he, he needs yeah, to be that spark. And he's, he's been that spark something, just not consistent enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if this way that they've been using him in these setups, right? Like when he's in, in like pick and roll and they come and set screens for him. If they figured out like, oh, that's what he needs. Like, that's his game. That's how he produces. And putting him in a two-man game on one half of the court with somebody to then decide whether... Because I, I say this, his, his jumper from, like, you know, 15 feet from, like, right above the free throw area, like, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. It looks pretty consistent. Like, he, he's hitting those. He's also become much better at shooting threes, right? Like, his, his shot looked really good. But, again, like, he needs that... Like, I want that, like, swervy in and out of people dunk on you at the end, Russell Westbrook type stuff that we saw just in these last couple of games. I, my heart says to keep him. My mind says package him and deal him for somebody who we'll, we'll talk at the very end when we close out of, like, who's our key kind of, like, free agent to go after. Who do we throw the money at or who do we really want? Um I think you know who my guy is already just because I, I brought up already that we need like a number, like a, a shooting guard, right? Like at the two. But I want to take us into our last and most controversial decision of the off season. At 8.75 million, which now that I'm making it, it feels like a steal. 13 and a half points per game this year and 9.3 rebounds per game. Our starting center, Yaka Pearl. Yaka. <sighs> So you said that you're like right on the face. He's not an untouchable. He's not an untouchable. He's not an untouchable. Like if there's, if there's a good package for him and somebody else, other team wants to pay a high price for him, then yeah, you know, you guys can have him. I think he, he has a potential and he, with him, Keldon and DeJounte, they can be a big three ish, right? Just right at that line of being a big three and being our future and, and getting us into higher seating in the west but maybe not you know i just it's it's so hard to tell like he's a rebounding machine he is a blocking machine right yeah he is defense. 
Yes, his defense is on point. I wish I had a little bit more offense from him. It's just, yeah, I, I hope I hope he's a spur. I hope he's a spur next year. Unless yeah. unless somebody is giving up something good for him. I agree with you. If you get like a solidified, solid big man that we're saying the numbers that you're talking about, right? Like a little bit more offense than 13 and a half. Yeah. But if we can get the rebounds to stay about the same, because the thing with, I feel like with Jakob Pertl is that he gets those offensive boards and putbacks. So like in one or two possessions, he'll get you two rebounds and two points because he'll have missed the little bunny to put back, but then got it right back and put it back in. Right? Like I feel like that's the thing. And it's those that drive me nuts when he doesn't get the second one, but he misses a little like layups or at the rim. It's like if you if you get that down in your game where you're just smooth around the rim, yeah, you could be averaging 18 points per game. You could be with like 11 rebounds per game. You know, and, and and you know, eighteen and eleven is very different than thirteen and nine. Right, right. That's so he, that's kind of like the next step. Yeah, hopefully he takes that next step because it, it, I think in order for us to have a B three, a, a big three, he's gonna have to be at, at 17, 18 points a game. Yeah, and, and my belief though is that he should not be part of a big three. Like he needs to keep these numbers and keep getting better, and yet we still need. DeJounte, Keldon, and somebody else to come in. So I feel like that's the place in the offseason where we're headed, right? Like, we got these guys. We figured out a lot of, like, potential that we've got. DeJounte, Keldon, Vassell, even a primo who looks like he's on his way, right? Lonnie, we're stuck in the middle. Jakob, who is your target dream and yet realistic free agent pickup in the offseason? And so, I guess by realistic, I'll say any. We're not talking about relationship with their team, but just guys that are available to be poached. Even. So the Spurs have money, right? The Spurs have money. Exactly. We have. Can't believe it. Three draft picks. Yup. Tell them. You want to do a trade? What? As far as free agent market, I would love Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Get him out of Chicago. We already gave him. You know. What's his name? I forgot his name. We already gave it to him. DeRozan? Uh, DeRozan, yeah. We already gave him DeRozan. Zach Levine, as our as our shooting guard, would absolutely... We would be the Bulls of the West. Yo, do not play with my emotions in uh, getting Zach Levine to teach all these dudes how to really man. dunk. I mean, he's Yo. getting he's getting 19.5 right now. He's probably going to want more than that. Probably like 22, 23 million. You think that's it? Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't know. Like we're not gonna max him, right? Like we're maybe what what is what is DeRozan getting? Isn't DeRozan getting like twenty two? Yeah, I think so. He's somewhere around that. He's gonna want more than that. So I feel like he's a like a four year hundred million guy. Like okay. he wants twenty five plus. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about a, a year. Maybe 22, 23 yeah. a year. But yeah, Zach Levine would be my dude. So he takes over the top. Who do you got? On my side, the guy that I want, who I am hoping he's disgruntled with his team, so it makes it more realistic for us. But the guy who I think wants to be in a place where he's like, yo, we let's take off, right? Mm-hmm. 
who I want, who I think fills all the boxes, checks all the boxes, is going to be a good team guy and just does exactly the thing we need him, which is like go create shots and be dynamic, is Donovan Mitchell. If we can somehow get Donovan Mitchell to be the two, ooh, DeJounte, Donovan Mitchell, Keldon, Vassell, and Pirtle, and that's if like we don't even find a deal for Pirtle, like you said, Right, so that we would have to package maybe all three of our draft picks, Pirtle and Lonnie Walker, for Donovan Mitchell. You willing to do that? I, I don't think it'll take as much as you're saying there. You I don't, don't think, think so? it's going to take all of those. No, nah. no, because he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Uh. That's what I'm saying. This is realistic. Like, if we can go poach it, like go make him feel like Utah is not the place. We just sign them out right, man. We don't got to lose anything. And if we can do that, if we can get Donovan Mitchell, are you crazy? That would be Ooh, insane. There have been there have been talks of, of the Utah uh, Jazz coach taking over for, for Pop. Exactly. Because he learned in our system. He was in the, the G League, I think. Yeah, yeah. For he, us. He's, a, he's a Pop. He's in the Pop tree. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely in the Pop tree. I mean, get them both, Quinn Snyder and Donovan Mitchell. Hey, so I'm 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 sorry to uh, to burst your bubble, but I am is looking. He not a free agent. He is not a free agent. When did he sign his deal? He signed recently. He's had a five year, 163 million deal. He's not a free agent until 2026. Oh. I thought he was in. Uh, I thought twenty twenty two was where he was done. No, how I many years has he been in the league? Uh, it's been a, a couple. I don't know, four or five years maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think he he just year. signed it. I think he just signed this this uh, extension not too long ago. He must so have signed it, it last. Year. Yeah, he so he would so I, I bring to you again three draft picks: Yaka Pertle, Lonnie Walker. To the Jets uh, for Donovan well, Mitchell. This is the thing. I don't think the Spurs are a team that will trade so many assets for just one guy. Yeah. So I'm sure that there's somebody in there that they could come, they could get to bring with them. But do I think that those things are worth it? I don't know if Pirtle's worth giving up in that mix, unless we were going to get another big man from them. But the other three, the three picks and Lonnie, I'm with it. Yeah. I'm yeah, worth it. I can I'm see that. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, get any way to get Donovan Mitchell here, I'm okay with it. Even if we got to give a Yaka Pirtle, with Zach yeah. Collins maybe sliding into that, that starting spot, then I'll be okay with that. So, that brings us in to the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this special edition, Spurs edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. We are Spurs go. Let's go. Let's go, Spurs. Ready. We are ready ready for Wednesday night. One game for it all. One game for it all against the Pelicans. I'm going to be so hyped. I know you're going to be so hyped, Chris. Eva, the play-in. Again, thanks everybody for joining us. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. And we are out. Peace. Peace.